Mix them up, twist them up, put them in the blender. Switching sides, characters, sometimes I'm switching genders. One story out after two stories enter. Random tandem, fandom generator. Yeah. A tragedy, a comedy, or maybe it's a horror. Doesn't matter either way, the story make it chortle. Anything can hit you, it's just how you work it. That's what you get out of stable universes. How about you reveal a deep, dark secret about yourself? I don't have any. <laughs> I'm an open book. Yeah? Tell them what you're wearing right now. I'm wearing a hoodie and shorts. You're wearing shorts? Yeah. Is it because, are they like lounging shorts? Or are they like, I went out today and I was wearing shorts shorts? They're like lounging shorts. Okay. I'm just trying to paint a picture. There are I two very distinct up. kinds of yeah but that won't help them oh i know those shorts those are definitely lounging shorts i mean i definitely wear them out as well yeah but that's disapproved of by the general public i don't care what the general public thinks (laughs) it's what turns me on oh good 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 okay shall we jump in do you want to toss us in evan i've done it the first three episodes you do it Okay, are you ready? So ready. Hello and welcome to Unstable Universes, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Alana Hopper. And I'm Evan Rowell. Welcome back to another week. I'm sounding a lot better. It's true. You sound great. Thanks. I sound back to my normal beautiful self. You sound like you're over Skype. (laughs) Do I sound really Skypey to you? Like a little robot-y? I mean... A little bit, but like the listener won't be able to tell. No, they'll they'll hear me through my snowball mic. So Jeez. good. This is what we've come to, Evan. We're no yep. longer sharing a mic on yeah, the big floor life of your apartment. <laughs> I don't have an apartment anymore. I know. Neither neither of us have our own places anymore. That's right. We graduated and we're back with our parents. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like so God intended. <laughs> this is where I'm going to die. I'm going to be here until I die. I mean, at least you'll have Hunter. That's so true. I kicked him out. I felt real bad. Oh. The really loud I... squeaky balls in here, though, I couldn't risk it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> My dog didn't want to hang out with me, so... Aw, Lola. Yeah, she's probably in bed with my mom. Aw, does she sleep on their bed? Yeah. I love that. They used to put her in a crate, and then my mom uh, went on a trip for work. Yeah. And my dad was like, ah, she'll be fine, just on the bed for a couple nights. And then my mom came back, and she would not get in her crate. Oh, she's such a brat. She I've is. never met her, but it's like everything I've ever heard or seen regarding her is super bratty. She she won't eat certain kinds of cheese. Really? Yeah, she has cheese preferences. That's so interesting. <laughs> I know my dog, he likes um, Gouda, I think. Like a smoked Ooh. Gouda is his favorite. Mm-hmm. But he'll pretty much eat anything. We got like a bad kind of brie that my mom just wanted to get rid of and he wouldn't eat that. But I don't blame him because it was a very not nice kind of brie. My dog likes an old cheddar. Ooh, that's a good one. But uh, I tried to give her part of a curd 
a couple days ago, and she wouldn't take the curd. For our non-Canadian listeners, that's what goes in poutine. Yeah. Not shredded cheese, you fucking heathens. That's so gross. I can't stand that. To be fair, most poutine doesn't use fresh curds, though. I like when they yeah. squeak against your teeth. Ooh, these curds were nice and squeaky. Oh, God. It, like, sends a shiver down your spine in a bad way, but also in a good way. Sure. <laughs> okay, shall shall I explain to our lovely listeners what it is we do on this podcast? That would be fantastic. We randomly, tandemly, fandomly generate two fandoms and a tag. So we get a lovely fanfiction crossover that we then write some thousand word fix. More or less. Yeah, mine's more this week. So is mine. Oh, because we were... For the Minions one, I think we were both quite under. Yeah. But we try a name for a thousand words, and then we read it to you, as well as any write-ins that we may get, which I don't think we have for this week. We did not. I did no. talk to uh, Jamie Oliver, though. He said they might try to write in. Oh, yeah? Despite being far apart, just like we are. Yeah, they, they're all uh, filming, I think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you <laughs> In the canon of Unstable Universes, yes, Anthony Bourdain and Jamie Oliver are off filming. Yeah. Not moved back in with their parents after college. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Bourdain's filming The Layover, and Jamie Mm -hmm. Oliver is filming whatever show he does. Literally no clue. Cooking with Jamie Oliver. Uh, Five ingredient recipes. Yeah. Yeah, he's writing a, a cookbook. That's lame. Oh, okay. Who buys cookbooks anymore? Just Google my, it. My girlfriend's grandmother. Oh, is she writing a cookbook? No, she bought the five ingredients Jamie Oliver cookbook. <laughs> okay, of all the cookbooks, I think that's the one that the most people are buying. Because I think my sister just bought that too. Your sister's a nerd. Yeah, she is. We should beat her up sometime. <laughs> okay, what were our fandoms? For last week. Last week, the fandoms we got were Friday the 13th, Percy Jackson, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And, you know, so we've got some, like, camp synergy going on. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, I capitalized off that. Works together. So did I, kind of. And, you know, post-apocalyptic. I don't know. There's options there. Yeah, I think... That this was one of the ones that felt too broad for me. Yeah, that's fair. There's so much in Friday the 13th. Like, you have movies, and you have crossovers, and you have video games and books. And then there's so much to Percy Jackson. Yeah, there's a lot of lore behind that. There is so much. And then post-apocalyptic really didn't narrow it down for me. It was just kind of like, here's a vague backdrop that might play into it, but might not. Mine barely does. Mine's definitely like a chapter one. Yeah. It, it definitely needs more chapters. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to that, but I might. I don't know. Yeah, I'm currently I think unemployed, we should go so... back and do a chapter two episode. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, stay tuned for whenever we decide to do that. <laughs> yeah, mine, you can... I'm Okay, I haven't read it over, but I'm pretty sure that you can tell exactly where I decided to give up. 
because I'm very like descriptive in the beginning <laughs> of it and I'm like going for a certain tone and then near the end I'm like oh fuck it this happens and this happens and this happens and then it's over <laughs> that that's how a lot of my fix end up too yeah but I feel like this is a very stark difference for me oh good there's a real turning point yeah is it a chapter break like, Jesus she's no no chapter breaks Ooh. Yeah, I feel like I was using the chapter break as too much of a crutch recently. I have one chapter break. Did I need one? Not really, but I have one. It's easier to have one there, isn't it? Yeah, then I don't have to transition between scenes. I can just cut. Yeah, it's a crutch for lazy writers. I think it's just kind of a, a more movie mindset. Yeah. I think Where you so. can just cut the boring part out and you have a new scene in a new location. Whereas in, like, writing, it doesn't quite work the same. Yeah. You just put... What do you do? You just start a new paragraph and you go with it. Yeah. Or you, you put, like, the three stars or, like, something to kind of be like, this is a chapter break, but not actually a chapter break. Yeah, mine's a... I don't want to write them walking, so... They say at the end of one chapter, quote unquote chapter, hey, let's go here. And then chapter break, end of the chapter, <laughs> hey, we're here. That's the best. All but right, yours is we... a, a, a talking heavy one, I think you said, right? Uh, Yeah, M- mine's, mine's pretty talk heavy. Uh, I cut out a lot of the talking that was boring. Mine has a lot of world building. Yeah. And a lot of diet Mountain Dew product placement. What? Oh, is yours meme Mine's not memeing at all. Like, zero My, memes. Mine's got a touch of the meme, but, like, it's not It's not Mothman. Oh, God. I want another Mothman. Next episode we're writing together. Oh, are we? It's episode five. That makes me real excited. Perfect. That means we, we have to find time to do that. We could write chapter two to Mothman, because oh, it didn't God. have a clear enough ending. <laughs> what would chapter two be? They we'll figure that out another him. day. Uh-oh. Oh, man. And that's how we get the zombie part of Resident Evil. Oh, my God. That's so good. Write this down, Evan. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter that we have two things recording it. Write it down anyway. It's true. Now, I'll Alana, you. you read first last week. <laughs> okay. I think it's probably good to start with mine so that we can end with your slightly more memeing one. Yeah, for sure. So, Alana, I need a title from you. Oh, fuck. Can I go back and look at my fic real quick? Uh-huh. What's my last line? <laughs> okay. It's always the fallback. Okay, so my my title is going to be One Ruler, One Decider, One God. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's very dramatic. Thank you. All right, this is one ruler, one decider, it's one so god. Bad. What's a decider? Anyway. I don't know. This was Why? in the section of the fic where I'd already given up, okay, Evan? This is the point where I had... Do you mean decision maker? No, decider. <laughs> okay. One ruler, one decider, <laughs> one god, by Alana. I think I used a lot of commas in this one, though. Oh, wow. Not in the right places, but a lot of commas. (laughs) (laughs) The darkness stretched on endlessly. 
Like the soot of a fire slowly coating a glass window, the darkness eclipsed any chance of sun. Apollo had been killed, like many other gods. The earth was the one who paid for their disappearance. Tides disappeared, leaving stagnant oceans, like a puddle on the sidewalk, completely undisturbed. Nothing grew. But if that was because Demeter was dead, or just a result of the perpetual darkness, nobody could be sure. Nobody was sure of anything anymore. Percy rose first, as always, leaving his solo cabin. He circled the camp. He looked for changes, breaches in the security wall. Everything was fine. Honestly, Percy wasn't even sure if anyone else was alive outside of their border. I guess we'll find out later today, he thought to himself. Other campers were waking up now. They murmured as they packed their rucksacks. Rucksack? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> J.K. Rowling? Annabeth helped the younger ones. She folded their crushed velvet clothes and stacked them among their things like a game of Tetris. I'm still I'm... trying to make crushed velvet happen. <laughs> oh, you missed it last week. There was no crushed velvet at all. I know. It's making a comeback, guys. Don't worry. It it was gone, but it wasn't forgotten. I got so many messages last week like, where was the crushed velvet? Where was the crushed velvet? Good. Literally zero. <laughs> the fire casted frightening shadows over the frightened faces of the campers. Fire was the only thing left that brought comfort. Light and warmth were the only things people cared about anymore. They were more valuable than anything. So wait, what killed Apollo and the other gods? Do we know? Do we find no, out? No, you never find out. Ooh, that's spooky. <laughs> Was it Jason Voorhees? <laughs> Is that how you say his name? I think so. Oh. Okay. I was trying to find out how old he is. There's no mention of it anywhere. Well. He's uh, a real disappointment. Because he dies as timeless. a child, but he's like Yeah, but an then adult. he's like a nine-year-old, and then he turns into a 20-foot-tall beast of a man. Yeah, but then isn't he like not really dead in one of the movies? It's like revealed that he lived. I don't remember. I was like reading the Wikipedia article and it said that it's like revealed that he's still alive. And so maybe that's why. I have no clue. It's all too confusing. I've never seen any of them. I'm looking at my phone battery and it's dropped like 10% since we started. Like it's charging and it's dropped 10%. Oh, God. And it started at 30%. Oh, God. Okay, we better get going. (laughs) Are we ready, campers? Percy called. He stood in the center of the cabins, surveyed the group of campers. He counted each one in his head. Grover's missing, he sighed, looking towards Annabeth. They both knew where he was, still sobbing next to the stump of Juniper. There were only so many trees. Juniper is? No. Juniper is his girlfriend. She's like a forest sprite, so she's attracted... Or no, attached to a juniper tree. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. There were only so many trees within the border, and fire ranked even above life now. It was a necessary sacrifice, but one that was made unwillingly. We should move on without him, Annabeth said calculatedly. I can only care for so many, and if he won't help, he's of no use to us. Percy nodded. It stung his heart like a tarantula hawk. (laughs) But he knew he had no choice, so they moved onwards. They followed the edge of the lake. Percy longed to hear the waves kissing the shore, but all was still. It was deathly silent as the group of ten journeyed from Camp Half-Blood. It was a canoe that first notified them that they had found some sort of civilization. A beat-up red canoe. White lettering along the bow read Camp Crystal Lake. 
Welcome to your new home, guys, whispered Percy. He lowered his torch to the bonfire pit and set it ablaze. The huge flames warmed everyone instantly. After conserving wood for so long, the two-yard-high flames seemed to wrap around each and every person like a motherly hug after a hard day. Percy looked towards Annabeth and saw the tears in her beautiful blue eyes. She looked back towards him, but it wasn't a look of love. Hey, eyebrows. (laughs) Her eyebrows knit together, and the warmth of her face faded to a dull gray. Her pale lips moved quickly, as if he was trying to say something. Her pale lips moved quickly, as if she was trying to say something, but was frozen. Percy looked around and noticed the rest of the campers looking towards him with the same look. A look of horror. And that's when Percy felt it. He didn't know what it was at first. A giant slug? A mermaid? Some other kind of terrible mythological creature? But as he whipped around, pulling Riptide out of his back pocket, what he came face to face with halted him in his tracks. It was a young boy, the age of many of the other campers. His black hair was plastered to his face. Water dripped off of him onto the hard, dirt ground. A consistent pat, pat, pat as the soil beneath him turned to mud. You need to get out of here, the boy whispered loudly. I'm sorry, you need to get out of here. The boy whispered loudly. His fear made him trip and stumble over his words. Percy noticed the boy was carrying a machete. (laughs) You know, like you do. The dark coppery stains near the handle warned Percy it was well used and not for collecting firewood. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. Do you need help? asked Percy. He could hear the shuffles in Annabeth's whispers as she moved their campers back into the darkness. No, my mom is coming. You need to be gone before she gets back. They boy cried. (laughs) The boy cried, tears now falling freely. Just like the lake water, his tears patted the ground and darkened the soil. Percy could see the reeds wrapped around his ankles. They dug in so deep the skin was beginning to grow around them. Ew, not a big fan of that. Jason, came a voice (laughs) trollalulling from the deep darkness of the forest. Although it sounded much like his own mother, a shiver ran down Percy's back. Percy looked in the direction of the voice and made eye contact with Annabeth. Her hands were limp at her sides, but Percy could see them counting. Seven, six, five. He glanced up at her face again and she tilted her head to the right. Three, two, one. They took off like a racehorse at the gate, their running shoes beating the ground as they ran. Percy looked over but couldn't see anyone. So far away from the bonfire, everything was dark. He couldn't remember ever being trapped in such darkness before. It was consuming. He didn't know which way he was running, but his legs never stopped moving. He tripped over branches and twisted his ankles on rocks, but his pace refused to slow until he reached water. Yeah, this is not very meme at all. Right? It's actually just a story, eh? Yeah. Are you disappointed? So disappointed. I I figure next week's is going to be so meme That's true. I'm also just switching it up. Yeah. I'm exploring myself as a writer. <laughs> and as a woman. And as a woman, yeah. His sneakers splashed into the lake, fully saturating him with, in the ice-cold liquid. The light of the bonfire reflected off the ripples he had created. In the water stood the rest of the campers and Annabeth. Their hand and feet had been tied, <laughs> and an elderly woman pushed them deeper into the water. The apron she wore was probably white once, but was now stained with dirt and blood, leaving a sickly brown. Percy lunged forward, calling out for her to stop, but Jason, in quotes, stepped in front of him. I'm sorry, but you're too late, the young boy said. He raised the dirty machete to Percy's throat. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, shit's getting real now, eh? It's building to a climax. It's like it's a real story. Oh boy, I can't wait to climax. In the background, Annabeth screamed as the water went of the first camper's head. Oh, that's supposed to say over. In the background, Annabeth screamed as the water went over the first camper's head. Still, they continued walking deeper and deeper. Percy tuned out her pleading and chose instead to focus on the waterlogged boy ahead of him. Jason, tell your mom to stop. I don't understand why you're doing this, Percy said. He slowly felt for Riptide in his back pocket, only to find nothing. I can't. They let me drown. And I was the one who was supposed to save us all. This is, this is the only way to make things right. Jason pulled on a hockey mask to hide his face. <laughs> Behind him, there was nothing Real left. subtle, eh? The nuances. So, definitely. <laughs> Behind him, there was nothing left but bubbles and the tips of Annabeth's hair still floating on the surface, as if her body were clinging to any possibility of life. Percy froze in terror. The bubbles stopped rising. The water went stagnant again before giving away to the rise of bodies. The small ones at first, closer to the shore as if leading up to a grand reveal of Annabeth. Face down, her orange camp half-blood shirt clinging to her body. And if we're going by the movie standards, it's quite the body. Right? She's so pretty. It's Wait, true. which one? The one from the first movie or the second movie? Because they replaced the actress. Did they actually? Yeah. I was thinking of the one from the first movie because I've only seen the first movie. Yeah, I think she's prettier. She was in True Detective. She's naked in that, isn't she? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Woody Harrelson's also there, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> Who'd they replace her with? A nobody? I don't know. I just remember that they replaced her. It was very jarring. Oh, my phone's at 16%. Oh, fine. <laughs> the saw broke through Percy's chest. He fell to his knees as the walls overtook him. But a faint white light glowed. It was Jason. He was rising out of the armor as if a giant magnet hovered above him, and he was wearing a full suit of armor. It worked, Mom. I can't believe it worked. The dark boy... The dark boy... <laughs> the dark-haired boy cried from behind his goalie mask. I know, Jason, his mother replied. Percy watched Jason ascend. He was kneeling in the water. Rock stuck sharply into his shins, but he didn't care. Above him was the new order. An order with one ruler, one decider, <laughs> one god. The end. <laughs> so, <laughs> my interpretation, uh -huh, which isn't please. the only interpretation, there are thousands of interpretations of this very deep, very symbolic story. Mm -hmm. So Jason's mom killed the gods. Oh so boy. That he could be the one christian god of course <laughs> and thus catholicism was born <laughs> in the ripe old year of like 2012 <laughs> yeah and so that one god is jason it all makes Naturally. sense now yeah <laughs> one ruler one decider one god i still don't know what a decider is <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds cool, okay? I guess. So what did I'm you just, think of that? I mean, it, it was uh, original. <laughs> Thank you. Some may call it convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest, what in this podcast isn't? Uh, 
I think my favorite thing is that you read it all in such a monotone. <laughs> As if you had it was no a serious story. It was just... <laughs> Listen, I can't read. I was just... I have to sound everything out. You're just trying to get through, okay? Yeah, pretty much. There's no time to do voices. There's no time nope. to put emotion. Uh, you just uh, have to get through the words. I went for a Jason. <laughs> you did. That, that's where all of my energy went. I had nothing left after that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay, Evan. What's the title for your fic? Let's see. What's my last... Uh, no, I can't use my last line. That doesn't work. Mine's called Hades' Secret Weapon. Ooh. Okay. This is Hades' Secret Weapon by Evan. Is my Hades from the Disney movie Hercules? Maybe. I don't know. I had a crush on him when I was a kid. That's fair. He's hot. Ooh. Like, physically. Because fire. Like, temperature-wise. Yep. You got it. Good job. Is a blue flame hotter or colder? Hot. Hotter? It's the hottest flame. It's the hottest flame? Yeah. Good to know. Okay. It's been exactly one year since it happened. The gods, our parents, decided Olympus wasn't enough anymore. They were tired of hiding, tired of being forgotten. So they did what any all-powerful beings would do when they get their panties in a twist. (laughs) Destroy. Oh, no. Oh, no. The globe's entire nuclear arsenal couldn't compare to the power of the lightning or the sea. And if that wasn't enough, the literal avatar of war was rooting against them. The humans never stood a chance. Some did survive, the ones that fell to their knees and praised them for their power. Our parents are still petty like that, I guess. After the conquest, the gods each staked their claim on a piece of land. There was a short squabble over North America, but Zeus went out easily, being the god of all gods and all. Camp Half-Blood was left untouched. Whether that was an oversight or intentional, we'd never know. They cut off contact with us, and well, maybe that's for the best. None of us really wanted help except Clarissa, and all the rest of Ares' war-horny offspring. War-horny offspring is my favorite thing. (laughs) That's a good band name. War-horny offspring? War-horny offspring. Let's make it happen. (laughs) So that's where we are at now. Life kind of just sucks. Zeus coming to Earth in all his glory created a power surge so major, every light bulb, TV, and cell phone exploded. Jesus. Exploded. Violent. My goodness. Everything would be destroyed. Yeah, pretty much. Poseidon, my own absentee for most of my life father, collected nearly all of the water on the planet and is hoarding it down in Antarctica like a greedy child. So we're all getting pretty thirsty, and Diet Mountain Dew can only get us so far. Diet Mountain Dew, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Specifically, Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. I support that. I'm trying to cut out processed sugar. That's probably good for you, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. I had a stuffed Reese's today. It was bomb. Stuffed with what? It was stuffed with Reese's Pieces. Oh my goodness. That's that's insane. Yeah. it's it's It gives you a good texture to your Reese without nullying the flavor. As I finish my morning patrol of the border to Camp Half-Blood, I look up through the treetops to see the sun rising. At least Apollo's still doing his damn job, I mutter to myself. 
To my surprise, I hear a harsh laugh from behind me. I whip around and scan the tree line out past the magical barrier. He's not the only one, kid. A deep British voice rasped from the shade of an oak tree. Oh, now he's not doing voices. Come on, give me that deep British voice. I, uh, you can't razz me for not doing voices and then not do voices. Yeah, but I read with emotion. I don't. It's my trademark. It is your emotion. Your emotion is having as little emotion as possible. My emotion is trying to not fuck up. Yeah. It's the second season, guys. You should know every single like nuance to Evan's voice. I can't even do... I don't even know what a British person sounds like. Let's move past it. I'm at 9%. Okay. The shadow contorted, opening like a door, and out stepped a raven-haired man dressed all in black. This was the first god that ever tried to screw me over. I sighed heavily. And what do you want, Hades? Where have you been the past year? Hades chortled again, thinking, pondering, trying to remember where I left. Something. And on this fine morning, as Persephone made me my Denny's Grand Slam, I finally remembered. (laughs) Denny's, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us, Denny's. (laughs) I left it in there. Hades extended a bony finger, pointing directly at the center of Camp Half-Blood. His eyes gleamed with dark excitement. I'm not letting your hot topic ass in here, I shout, taking my pen out of my pocket. I click the top and out shoots a whole goddamn sword, gleaming gold in the early morning light. It is a whole goddamn sword. A whole goddamn sword. You forgot his name was Reptide? Yeah, I didn't want to look that up. Fair enough. Did you say his name? Does the sword have a gender? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's magical. It could have a penis if it wanted to. It's true. Oh my god, I should have made it a dildo where when he clicks it, it becomes a dildo. Oh my god, chapter two. That's for another time. (laughs) Kid, this really isn't about you. What I left in there, it'll put an end to all of this. Hades gestured around himself wildly, pointing at basically everything. It'll all go back to normal. Well, I mean, the population will be real low for a while, and you'll basically have to rebuild infrastructure from scratch, but hey, it's better than this. My eyes squinted in suspicion. Hades was a crafty motherfucker that had tried to screw me over multiple times before. But things were desperate. We were running out of Diet Mountain Dew. Some of our younger demigods are getting stir crazy. <laughs> oh, I wrote that before deciding, never mind. They weren't actually running out of Diet Mountain Dew, but let's say they were. Oh, okay. Hades seemed Oh, Hades seemed to see desperation in my face because he smiled. Come on, kid. I hate this as much as you do. We can end this together. What exactly did you leave in here? I asked, my sword still held aloft. A weapon that can do more damage than that pinprick you've got. Didn't didn't Riptide, as apparently the sword is called, like kill a god or something? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Send Ares to hell or something? Maybe. It's been so long since I read the books. It's true. It, it was like grade school for me, like elementary school. Oh, for me, it was high school because I watched the movie and I was like, I could get down with this. And then I read the books and I was like, this is way better. It was like a big thing in, I think, my eighth grade class to read all of them. Oh, so. yeah. Hades led me through Camp Half-Blood, making a beeline towards the lake. The tip of my sword never left the small of his back. 
the water had been transformed in the god's conquest, making it into Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Dionysus. Dionysus? Dionysus. I, I say Dionysus, but I don't know if that's oh, right. Oh, maybe that's right. Dionysus's favorite beverage since the rest of the gods made him sober back in 2013. Once we reached the shore, Hades motioned to me, then to the lake. Well, do the Jesus thing. I scoffed, but did as I was told. Together, wait, so does Jesus exist in this world? You bet. Okay. Is he an actual god? Or uh, is he a story? Uh, wait for chapter two. You'll find out. Is he the one ruler? The decider? The one god? <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. We don't know what'll happen, so... It's true. I don't even know what's happening right now, and I wrote this. <laughs> Together we walked out onto the surface of the lake, Hades peering down beneath his feet and through the yellow liquid. Finally, once we reached the exact center, Hades remarked, Ah, so that's where I left it. He knelt down, fingers dipping into the diet Mountain Dew, and plucking a small, skull-shaped boy out of the lake. He Buoy? I don't know. Do you actually it's, say that? It's just not an actual. Bo- it's not a boy. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a male child. You're right. A buoy out of the lake. He yanked on the attached rope. <laughs> yeah, just the attached rope to the young boy. <laughs> yeah, just floating out there. Passing the slack back to me. It's just Jason <laughs> tied up out there. He's just hanging out out there, <laughs> sipping on some diamond dew. Oh, Jesus. With the other end of the rope still under the surface, we walked back towards the shore, slowly dragging the thing across the lake bed. We were about to reach dry land once again when I heard the scream. You let Hades into the camp? shrieked Annabeth, stomping down from our cabin to the small beach. Ooh, they share a cabin? You're right. This is This is after they get together. Okay. Seeing the love of my life so dang angry, I lost my concentration on my water powers. Hades and I both fell downwards, plunging our legs up to the knee in chilly Diet Mountain Dew. Wait, so Diet Mountain Dew is like the exact same as water? In terms of Poseidon powers? Yep. Okay. It's chemically the exact same as water. It's literally just H2O. <laughs> Little it's no in fact. a fancy bottle, which makes it taste so much better. It's true. Never pour Diet Mountain Dew into a cup. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew, sponsor us. Please. Annabeth, I can explain. I stutter, still dragging the thing with Hades. We trudge out of the lake to meet my angry girlfriend. He has a weapon at the bottom of the lake. We can take the earth back. Built it back up. We bickered back and forth. We were so engaged in our fight that we failed to notice Hades continued to reel in his catch. I don't care what he has. I want him out. Remember what he did to you? Annabeth hissed. Of course I re- Ladies and gentlemen, meet Jason Voorhees. Hades shouted over our argument. We rolled around to face Hades, who now- Who was now accompanied by a hulking mass of a man. His face was covered by a hockey mask, but underneath, most drew heavy, slow breaths. I thought you said you had a weapon. I shouted in anger and confusion. Oh, kid, you have no idea. Jason here? He's killed dozens of demigods back in the 80s before Zeus. Or your dad could do anything about it. They couldn't even kill him when they did catch him. So they just gave him some concrete shoes and tossed him in the lake. That was your dad's idea. He watched way too many gangster movies back then. 
Hades smirked through his whole speech. Annabeth and I were stunned silent. Huh? I don't know what any of that means. (laughs) It's all just utter bullshit. A real good way to wrap this up, eh? (laughs) Uh, yeah, getting there. Just tie, tie Jason in, and then tie him to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, with some cement shoes. Annabeth and I were stunned silent. Jason's barrel chest heaved, taking in air for the first time in decades. The whites of his eyes were bloodshot and yellow. Whether that was from the diet Mountain Dew or some sort of undeath, they couldn't be entirely sure. Oh, that should be we. I forgot about the first person there for a minute. That's okay. Well, what do you say we go on a road trip? Show our friend Jason the world. Pack light. The Underworld Express charges you an arm and a leg for extra baggage. Hades chortled. He clapped Jason on the back and rested his hand on the Goliath's shoulder. For you, we can ignore the whole. No weapons rule. Jason looked at him and grunted. Together, the four of us headed back towards the shade of the forest. Once Hades found a shadow large enough, he wiggled his fingers and eventually grabbed hold of an invisible doorknob, twisting it and opening the shadow. Our motley crew stepped in one by one. Next stop... Zeus! The end. Right? So that's perfect for a chapter two. I'll be perfectly honest. Go kill Zeus. I don't know if it deserves a chapter two. (laughs) It definitely doesn't, but it's set up for a chapter two. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Listen, this was just an ad for Diet Mountain Dew. So it doesn't have to be good. (laughs) You're just Just like Diet Mountain Dew. Like a pitch for a commercial. Yeah, exactly. Capitalize off Percy Jackson. There's a lot of copyrights to get around, but. I think it's worth it. <laughs> Should we jump right into our... Yeah, let's move segment? swiftly on. <laughs> what percentage are we at? Uh, five. Okay. Our next segment is the random tandem fandom generator. And what this is going to do is Evan is going to click a beautiful button. And we're going to sure, get sure our am. two fandoms for next week and our tag that we'll then write our fix about. Yeah. Do you wanna drum roll it? Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. All right. So we have uh Death Note. Okay. Death Note. Uh Danny DeVito. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Empreg. No. Oh my god. Yep. Was this set up? No. Really? Danny DeVito Mfrag. It's everything I've ever wanted. It really is. So? So. Do you want to go over those fandoms one more time and then explain what Death Note is? Because I've sure. never seen anything to do with Death Note. Okay, that's right. So we have fandom A, uh, Death Note. Fandom B, Danny DeVito. And the tag is Mfrag. So Death Note is an anime from the mid-2000s that's super edgy, where the smartest boy in school finds a notebook on the ground, and if you write a name in it, uh, that person dies. There are some very specific rules about it. Uh, Also, there's a god of death that hangs out with him named Ryuk. He likes app. And yeah, so basically he becomes like a serial killer. Um, His dad... Doesn't he try and kill bad people, though? Yeah, so he starts off by just killing criminals, but then, like, the police are like, you're still killing people. How's he doing it? I don't know, but he's got to stop. And his dad is in charge of the task force, 
to stop him. Okay. And they bring in this like specialist guy named L. The main kid's name is Light, by the way, because yeah. it's ironic because he's super dark. Oh, okay. Um, and so yeah, so Light and L are both like super geniuses, and basically it's just a game of chess where a lot of people die. Okay. And yeah, I could go into more detail, but I don't need to. Also, no, I think that's fine. There's there's a book you write people's names in it, and they that's die. Also, and there's a demon. Yeah, demon, a Shinigami. Alana, what's a Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito is the man who I wish was my father, but is sadly not. I believe he first got famous for starring in Taxi, the TV show. Sure. Okay. But now you'd probably know him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, probably. He's He was the penguin in one of the Batman movies in the 90s. Yeah. He was the little demon in Hercules, since we were just talking yeah. about Hades. It's true. He was also the Lorax, I think. Sure. I don't. I haven't seen that. I'm pretty but. sure. And he was recently on Broadway for The Price, where he ate oh, was that eggs the one on he ate eggs? and spat eggs all over the audience. Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a short troll-looking like man who would be very frightening to find in your bedroom, but also exhilarating. <laughs> and imagine if he had a notebook that could kill people. Oh my god. And Mpreg. Oh. Empreg is short for male pregnancy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we're gonna be impregnating some men. Yes. And th- that's about it, right? Yeah, well, there are some like normal explanations of how Empreg works, where it's like right. sometimes the dude has a uterus, but sometimes he just poops out the baby. It yeah. really depends. I'm probably we'll just going to all... do pooping out the baby because oh, it's less explanation. We have to write that together. Holy shit. This is going to be so good. This is so perfect for writing together. I know. This is... Okay. I'm excited. Our... I'm so excited for next week, guys. That's right. And I hope that some of you will choose to write in at our we email. We so. at gmail.com. You yep. can also send it to us on some of our social media, on Unpodcast at Twitter, Unstable Universes on Facebook. Yep. And what else? Uh, what else well, are we you, on, Evan? We're also on AO3 and fanfic.net. In Under either the case, username Unstable Universes, if you want to read either of our fics. And if you check it out, you might be able to read our fic a little bit early. It's true. You could get a sneak peek. Yeah. For those diehard yeah. fans. That's it for this week. Yeah. Rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks to Julian for uh, our theme song. Thanks to Instant Call Classic. And thanks to Uh, you for listening. That's right. I'm at 1%, so let's sign off. I'm Evan Rowell. Okay, and I'm Alana Hopper. Bye-bye. For a very exciting podcast. The most exciting. Bye-bye. Mix them up, twist them up, put them in the blender. Switching sides, characters, sometimes I'm switching genders. One story out after two stories enter. Random tandem, fandom generator. A tragedy, a comedy, or maybe it's a horror. Doesn't matter either way, the story make it chortle. Anything can hit you, it's just how you work it. That's what you get out of stable universes.